Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. We are all longing to go home, home to some place we have never been, a place half remembered and half envisioned we only catch glimpses of from time to time. Community. Somewhere there are people to whom we speak with passion without having the words catch in our throat. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us, eyes will light up as we enter, voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. Community means strength that joins our strength to do the work that needs to be done, arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of healing, a circle of friends. It's somewhere to be free. These are the words of the poet, writer, activist, Starhawk, describing sanctuary. Today we are hearing a song of sanctuary. Many classical music buffs may know Gloria as one of Vivaldi's most famous works, and it is, but it was created to provide sanctuary a place to be free. In the early to mid-18th century, Venice was one of the most culturally and ethnically diverse cities in Europe. The grandeur of its architecture and the fantastic illusion of a city floating on water brought artisans, merchants, traders, tourists, nobility, and clergy alike to witness this sprawling magnificence. But along with the creativity and the trade, Venice emerged as a hub for sex trafficking and prostitution. In fact, that beautiful St. Mark's Square that tourists so love to walk through used to be known as the Pimp's Paradise. Scores of unwanted children were left to fend for themselves or were secretly drowned in the canals. The Ospedale della Pieta, meaning home of mercy, was established as a home for abandoned orphan girls, girls and babies. A music school was started at the home and much later a young priest was hired to work with the girls to bring out their finest musical gifts. The Red Priest, as Vivaldi was named because of his flaming red hair, used all his mastery and musical magic to create sanctuary in a very dark world for these girls. He wrote pieces that used ensemble work and solo expression to let the girls shine. One musical historian and conductor, Mickey White, says, the musicians of the Pieta came in as babies, and most of them stayed all their lives. There was a special relationship between Vivaldi and these women. What he understood was their position. All of them had been dumped. 
all were unwanted. And when you're unwanted, you're more vulnerable, you're more sensitive. And he understood this. And that's why he wrote the way that he wrote for the Pieta. He gave everyone a chance to star, a chance to shine. And that's the important thing to remember about the music of Vivaldi wrote for the Pieta. Because of Vivaldi's compositions and work with the young musicians, people came from all over the world to hear these young women perform. Concert the, concerts of the Ospedale della Pieta became major social events. Now, when I think about the reality of what orphanage life must have been like in Venice, or any other place for that matter, I don't think of sanctuary. My father lived in an orphanage on and off until he was four, and the stories he told are tragic. I've worked at homes for children here in the Twin Cities, and although everyone is trying their very best, no matter the intentions, there is such a deep human longing to go home to some place, even if only half envisioned. What I can imagine is the sanctuary experienced in music making. The women of the Ospedale del Pieta were singing and playing from that tender place of feeling lost in the world and yet found in the act of making music. Music, where passion is welcomed. Music, to be received and celebrated whenever a musician comes into their own power. Community, a choir, an orchestra means strength, joining with strength, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, some place where we can be free. Today, you're not just hearing about sanctuary. You are witnessing sanctuary created before your very eyes. Gloria.
We are a faith tradition of travelers. We say things like, life is a journey. Faith is always unfolding. We are explorers, encouraging a free and responsible search for truth. We make spiritual crossings, go on pilgrimage, quest for the holy. We are wanderers, worshipers, lovers of leaving. Ours is no caravan of despair. Come, yet again come. You would think, given our vocabulary, that we'd all show up Sunday morning with a backpack strapped on and some sleeping bags. But no, we come to this place. We come here, a brick-and-mortar place that has been here since 1927 and was a sanctuary long before that. This is a place, a parcel of earth, that seems to evoke and recreate sanctuary over and over again. We're on Dakota land, close to the waters of Bede Makaska, where a people found shelter and an abundance of food for centuries. It was their sanctuary. We are gathering in a place where a village of Dakota people led by a spiritual leader and innovator called Cloud Man experimented with melding native life ways with farming practices of the white settlers. This place was sanctuary for a time before white settlers overran it and destroyed it. We come to this place where the Jewish faith community of Adath Yesharun built and sustained this sanctuary, especially in the 1930s and 40s when anti-Semitism was on a rise in Minneapolis and a secretive Nazi group known as the Silver Shirts boasted 800 members in Minneapolis among the 6,000 statewide who were bent on driving Jews from America. This place was their sanctuary. We come to this place we purchased from Adath in 1993 when they decided they wanted to expand and build a new synagogue. We walked down DuPont Avenue from our former church on Girard and 50th with banners and pulpits and our tangled history of privilege and power, of stepping up and absolutely fumbling the ball, but we have continued to build on this long and complicated story of sanctuary that seems to want to emerge from this place. Long ago, the Gospels speak of a couple looking for a place, not a concept. They were looking for a place, a real place, where a circle of hands would open to receive them and help them. As the story goes, it wasn't the powerful or the privileged of the local community who understood the significance of this great teacher, artist, activist and spiritual leader being born, it was the shepherds, the animals, and wise ones from very far away. They left their fields, their halls of study to go to a place where something good and grace-filled was happening. 
May this place continue to unfold and emerge as a place of sanctuary, a place where something good and grace-filled can happen, a place where we are all longing for, a place half-remembered and half-envisioned we can only catch glimpses of from time to time. Community, somewhere we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throat. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us, eyes will light up when we enter, voices will celebrate us whenever we come into our power. Community, a place that joins my strength to your strength to do the work that needs to be done. Arms to hold us when we falter, a circle of feeling, a circle of healing, a circle of friends, some place where we can be free. Gloria.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.